it's the next level. Welcome, Primers, into this, uh, our Doom Patrol annual, as we are treating it. Uh, instead of breaking down the episodes as we were originally planning, doing five a week for the next three weeks, we're just going to tie it all together into one big annual. And uh, I think that's probably the best bet for this show. For, uh, for From the Spotlight here on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crewcast Pods, I am Rob Martin. It's been a while. It, <laughs> so. I, yeah, I was actually just going to say the same thing. It feels like it's been a while, but, you know, we did say we were going to go every other week uh, at this point, And that's one of the drawbacks to that is it feels like it's been a while since we've podcasted. Uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. Um, I, I, <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about it. It's it's weird. I I enjoy I, I enjoy doing the show a lot. And at the same time, I'm like. It's nice to have the extra time, but it feels weird going every two weeks at the moment. Again, we'll be back to f- you know, once a week uh, right around the corner, but just, just for now, just for now. Yeah, yeah, it's just for a couple more weeks, uh, a couple more episodes that we're going to be doing in every other week. And once the shows come back in October, we're going to be right back to the grind of weekly shows, as you had mentioned. And that is until at least January. And then we're going to be making the call. That we might be wrapping this up, but yeah. we'll we'll see. Yeah, uh, I mean, a really, and just too, just a quick reminder for everybody: the reason that we're doing biweekly is Ben and I are actually about to launch a new show. We have a lot of work to do. Um, we start recording this week. Uh, no, uh, not this week. Next week, uh, next Thursday. No, I thought it was this Thursday. No, <laughs> we were no. we were supposed to do it last Thursday, and then we couldn't because I have it on the schedule as the twenty second, as this week. Okay, well, it's semantics at the moment. I have an appointment this Thursday, so. Oh, well, then we better tell the rest of the cast then too, because nope, we we. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> it's not worth arguing over because it's, no. it's it's stupid. It's it's, it's, it's just a date. Yeah, yeah it's just it's a fine. date. It's so uh, but as we mentioned, you know, originally we were going to do when we were still doing weekly shows, we were going to do three weeks straight of Doom Patrol, breaking down five episodes, as we did with Titans last year and and such or earlier. Might might have been over Christmas, but because we're with the biweekly now, doesn't really make much sense to do that. So we're just going to throw it all together and we're going to do a season one annual, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, which works just as well. Yep. So, but we're gonna we're gonna knock that out. We've got some more news coming from you since everything is every two weeks now. Uh, but let's just jump right into Doom Patrol because yeah, let's do it. This is a show that, and we're gonna you know we're gonna basically give our thoughts on the series. We're gonna treat this just like the annuals we did this year when we changed the format a little bit. Talk about the series as a whole a little bit, then we're gonna give the show our. Our, or no, we're going to do our 1 to 10 point ranking for the show, talk about the series, give our rankings for the villain, and then give our, our favorite and least favorite moments, episodes, and characters of the season. Yeah. Uh, so let's kick it right off. 
this is not going to be unexpected, our scores for this show. No. But, <laughs> but before we get into the full-on discussion, let's give our, our two-point ranking, that being one through ten, one through three being sidekick, uh, four through seven being hero, and eight through ten being legend. I will leave it to you to kick it off first. Where do you fall with this? I'm going to pull in our weird fourth category we've only used a handful of times. This is getting a new god. Uh, no number works for this, so I would say it's getting a, it went to an eleven. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, this is a new god for me. So, yeah, um, it's yeah, I, I I I have to do the same thing, and I wasn't planning on doing that because I was I was going to adhere to the strict one through ten, but I, I gotta pull a spinal tap and crank this to eleven because the series is just. It, what's the hardest part about this annual is going to be finding our least favorites of anything. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I think that's it, it, this was a testament to what DC Universe could really bring to a television show. I, I think it's it's really difficult to to really score the majority of these things, but it, it, it was it worked. It, like everything about these things was just so was on point. It, it was phenomenal. I really thoroughly, thoroughly loved it. I think it's one of those things too, that it's, it's one of the reasons why so many people, I know at least for myself, we were so disappointed. The fact that Swamp Thing got canceled. Um, and I know we're not going to do a Swamp Thing annual this year, as we had originally planned only because of the fact that I think you and I kind of fell in the category with a lot of other people in that we were so blown away by the pilot of that episode and then it getting canceled immediately afterwards that we kind of didn't want to disappoint ourselves in getting invested in a series that was going to be so good, which I've heard from so many people that it is like the series just kept getting better and better to get to the end, knowing we're not going to get more. Like right. I kind of lost interest and I haven't watched past the pilot of Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think uh, you're you fall the same category. Yeah, you? Uh, I haven't watched anything else. Um, if it gets saved, I will tear through the whole thing. Uh, it was I wanted to wait to binge the whole show, and after that announcement, it took all the wind out of the sails to, yeah. to want <clears throat> to do that, which was really was disappointing because I really thoroughly loved everything that they did about it, and it's it was so great. But I mean, the reason we were so excited about Swamp Thing was because of Doom Patrol. Exactly. Um, it yeah. was it was one of those things that was just so stunningly fantastic. Uh, and again, like if you've only watched Titans, uh, Titans is a show that you know was you know I would say subversive. <laughs> like people, it was a, a love or hate. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that show. And when we got introduced to Doom Patrol, I think it was like episode three in in that series. Uh, it was like three or four, but. I, I instantly loved these characters. I mean, I've known who the Doom Patrol have been in the comics for years and years and years, but I never had a really tight connection to them. Uh, and this was kind of a, a stronger entry level for me into those characters completely. And I, I loved everything about this. And, and the version we got in Titans is very, it's different than what we got in the actual show. Some characters remain the same. Some characters were dramatically different. Like, you know, for example, Mr. Negative uh, was it was completely different, like Larry's character portrayal. Uh, but it, it ultimately turned into this beautifully just great, deep look at all of these people that are incredibly flawed in these just stunning ways and watching them overcome so much. And I, I think 
you know, we went into it with this hope for all this crazy humor, and we got plenty of crazy humor. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. What, yeah. What, whatsoever. But we also got these amazingly deep stories about these people trying to understand who they are and caring about who they are uh, themselves before they can become a team. And it was it, there was moments that were just it made you look inward so much. Uh, and especially for Larry's character, I think he had such a beautifully deep story of just finding acceptance. Um, and it was it was stunning. And same with, you know, everyone between Rita, Jane, I mean, all of them, they all were so multifaceted and just throwing to watch every episode. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, in the pilot, excuse me, in the pilot, you know, the pilot is very is very heavily focused on Cliff. Um, you know, and Robot Man and him coming to terms with who he is and becoming a part of this team. And even by the by the pilot, I was very <clears throat> intrigued. Oh, I have like phlegm caught in my throat. I apologize. Um, you know, I was already kind of hooked on this show purely, you know, like you mentioned, the humor that we got out of it, the seriousness that we got out of the backstories of the characters. And, you know, I as, as into it as I was. I knew I, I wanted to keep going with it because I wanted to see how different it was going to be. And like you said, by episode three, I was completely hooked uh, into this series. And I think the main reason for that is because within the first two episodes, you know, the first one to three episodes, I remember watching the first episode and saying, OK, we haven't really gotten the backstories of the rest of these characters yet. I, I, I'm judging this purely on Cliff and and Brendan Fraser's portrayal of the character or at least the voicing of the character. Uh, and, you know, I might feel this way. I might love this show so much because it's so different from anything we've gotten, whether it's like the CW Arrowverse and even slightly different and tweaked from Titans as well. And episode two, I, I enjoyed even more than episode one. I was like, okay, I, I might still have that new, that new car feeling when it comes to this show, like a new show feeling. But by episode three, it got continuously better and better that by episode four, I'm like, no, this show is just, simply as amazing as i think it is yeah it's it's not because it's diff it's not just because it's different from everything else which it is it stands out from everything it's it's because of what they're doing with it you know and i i loved cliff from the beginning because he was a high focus but once we started getting into uh you know into negative man and we started getting into oh god why can't um once we started getting into uh, you know, Cyborg and Larry and, you know, and Crazy Jane and all these other characters, the more in love I fell with all of these characters. There there really wasn't a weak link in the entire bunch. No, not me. at all. And honestly, I got to say, too, because you were just bringing up Cyborg. Man, this is probably just such one of the most definitive versions I've seen of that character. Um, I mean, God, everything about the show was just, just stunning. <laughs> this is so stunning. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, we we've talked for a while for the past at least two seasons about how Legends of Tomorrow, uh, you know, and this is the one comparison you can make to the other shows that exist already, in that how Legends of Tomorrow is kind of in the truest sense a episodic, you know, comic book show. Like you could do a, a it's like a it's like a new issue of the comic book every episode rather than an overarching story like Arrow and Titans and all these other characters and you know, all these other ones do. And while there is an overarching story in the background of everything, Doom Patrol, I think more than any other show, is that same way we compared to Legends in that this is literally a comic book come to life. I mean, because we got characters brought to life in this show. 
I don't, I, not only did we never think we'd ever see on screen, but we always wondered how would they ever do it? And they <laughs> did it. Yeah. I mean, like bringing up like Willoughby Kipling of all people, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's just, just, just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Animal, uh, vegetable, mineral man. Right. Like, like it, it was just, it's, it was awesome to see so many bizarre things truly brought it up in just, done in ways that you would never anticipate expect you know even just these tiny little pieces that just come into play in the background just weren't just so just fantastic i mean like even characters were later introduced to like you know danny the street and oh, flex mentalo yeah and all these folks they were they were done so incredibly well uh and for us to give a show an 11 i mean it, it it's i mean we've never done that for a a season of anything we've given them to it like single standalone episodes but this show i think only has one episode maybe in its entire run that is just kind of like eh, whatever not I, I it's that it's kind of like okay it's important to the overall and it feels a little out of place when we'll get into that with least favorite episodes but it it never felt like it was wasting at time it just maybe wasn't as engaging as the rest of the the, the episodes of the season but it, it does not detract from what they were doing so yeah i mean what other series on any other network are you going to get uh you know a bunch of asses chasing people yeah uh, down a hallway or a giant cockroach and rat making out uh, <laughs> you know like it's this show brought us so many things, uh, you know, not just in the weird and in the humor, but, you know, we, we talk about all these other shows and we compare it to whether it be, you know, Arrow or anything like that. Anytime that there's a series and anytime that Arrow or Flash or, uh, you know, any of those other series brought us moments that brought us, gave us moments that brought us to tears, it usually involved death like the death of a character, like the death of Quentin Lance or, uh, you know, the, the death of, of Ronnie Raymond or, um, you know, Professor Stein or it, 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 they usually ref go to death to bring us to tears. There were moments in Doom Patrol. I remember getting choked up, had nothing to do with death. They were purely just on the emotion and the storytelling of these characters. Yeah. Uh, you know, negative man in particular, there is a I know there's a particular scene we're both going to talk about in our favorite scenes, uh, favorite moments of the series that was so amazingly well done. But yet at the same time, brought us to tears by the end of it. Yeah, because there was so much sadness built into the scene that we didn't see coming. That is brilliant writing. Yeah, no, it was great. It was really just just awesome. Just so awesome. You know, um, it's a. I, I'm just talking about it. I want to go back and rewatch the series again. Yeah, for me, and I, it's in the works. Oh yeah, I mean, for me, it's 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 definitely one of those shows that I'm going to be going back and checking out again very soon. Uh, you know, we're just a couple weeks away from Titan season two kicking off. I think that's like on September 9th, if memory serves correctly. But yeah, I, I, I'm very very ready to just dive back in and uh, and look at the show just yet again um, because. The entire cast was just phenomenal. I mean, there's nothing bad I can say about anybody from uh, April Bowlby to Alan Tudyk, Matt Bomer, you know, Diane Guerrero, Timothy Dalton. Everybody, you know, was fantastic. Joven Wade. I it just I loved everyone. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, like, Brendan yeah Fraser. everybody that was a part of this was was great. No one was utilized in the wrong way whatsoever. 
you know, the the body stand-ins for some of these people too. You know, like Matthew Zuck, uh, you know, portraying Negative Man and the way that, you know, he actually was able to emote, you know, through playing that character in the scenes that we were not looking at Matt Boomer. Or uh, Boomer, sorry, not Boomer. <clears throat> but it was... Uh, <laughs> It was it was the same four. Uh, I'm trying to remember who actually was the um, person playing Robot Man directly. Uh, uh, Riley uh, Riley Shanahan, I think it was. But also, just just the way that the two of those were able to emote through that whole piece was just uh, just beautiful. It was just so wonderful to watch. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I mean, I I I mean, until we go into like our favorites and you know talking about. Um, you know, Eric Morden and, and negative or and, and, you know, the villains and stuff uh, and nobody, Mr. Nobody, that's it. Um, the only thing I think I can really say is that for a freshman series, freshman series usually are good uh, and sometimes great, but, you know, they they have their growing pains. And if this show had any growing pains, they were almost unnoticeable to me. I mean, any freshman series has it, but knowing how good this show was for a freshman series and knowing we're getting a season two, I, I absolutely cannot wait for how they're going to shake off those growing pains in this and going into season two and what they're going to bring us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I really can't. Yeah. So, oh, I, so good. <laughs> that's real. I don't know if you have anything else before we get into like the favorites and least favorites. Uh, honestly, like I said, that, I generally don't have a negative thing I can say about the show. I really, yeah. really, really don't. And once we get into like our least favorites, uh, it's going to be nitpicking. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and don't be don't be surprised if because we're kind of shooting from the hip on this one because it's been a while since we've seen the series. Uh, but it's. Um, it, yeah, it, it's <laughs> we might up we might abstain from a couple. Uh, I, I can I can probably answer all in, okay. in, in, in all honesty. I, I think, you know, I from thinking about this and kind of opening this door in my brain back up. Um, I mean, so much is just kind of flooding back to me thinking about the show. And I, I really honestly believe that if there has ever been a reason to subscribe to DC Universe, this was it. Like, this absolutely was it. A lot of people drove themselves to that because of things like titans and such but if you're in the the u.s um and you haven't given this a shot i urge you to do so this is worth every moment of your time uh these are characters that are have been overlooked for so incredibly long uh but the way that they're portrayed the way that they come to life on screen for the very first time for most of these people with the exception of i think like cyborg um has been just all inspiring. Like this is this is what happens when you have really brilliant minds put together a TV show that then they truly believe it, have a vision from the start, and never stray from it. Uh, they embrace the weird without being afraid of doing something just ridiculous, like bring like Baphomet into the show, a giant blue horse head with a giant railroad <laughs> spike in its head. Uh, that's an oracle that's absolutely bizarre and weird to a giant eyeball opening up in the sky, and as you mentioned. A revenge plot by a tiny little mouse that just wrecks havoc on one of our heroes, and and just a villain that's willing to break the fourth wall in such a magical way that gave you an entry into episodes one and two in such a great, awesome, kind of fantastic way, and it made you have the time to take to 
find the humor in the situations of everything that was happening and say, okay, this is different. This is odd. And those narrations did stop after a time. They came back bit by bit, but they, I think they really utilized it to help us get comfortable with the world that we were about to enter. And once we that they ended around episode three, we already liked the characters, so it didn't matter anymore. And I yeah. think it was brilliant in the way that they handled every second of the show. Absolutely. No, I agree with you completely. Um, this is a, this is something you and I haven't really talked about, um, but I'm, I'm going to bring it up now for anybody listening. Uh, so I signed, I recently signed a uh, disclosure agreement with Warner Brothers Television, and uh, it's to give us uh, copies of certain things. So as of right now, I have sitting in my hand, because they've already sent them to me, uh, Blu-ray DVD copies of the complete seventh season of Arrow and the complete fifth season of The Flash. And I believe on that list was also Doom Patrol season one. Uh, So I think I might be getting that as well. If we do, I think we need to do a giveaway. Uh, of these seasons, because I, I know you're like me. I have everything in digital format, so I don't really use physical media anymore. Right. But uh, the Arrow and Flash seasons, I think we'll save for something else. Uh, but the Doom Patrol season one, uh, I think we should use this as kind of a platform to give that away to anybody who might be listening, who's watched it and loved it like we did, or somebody who just doesn't have DC Universe and we're giving them an opportunity to see the series. Yeah. So, uh, we'll have to talk a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with we'll come up with a plan. Maybe we'll tie it into extra life. We'll do something interesting with it. Definitely. Though. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about tying yeah, it into extra yeah, life. That yeah, could yeah. work too. So we're we're gonna work on a couple things, and we'll 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 make some cool things happen. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so keep an eye out on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC primetime for ways that we're going to uh, we're going to come up with some cool ways to give away these uh, the Arrow seventh season, Flash fifth season, and Doom Patrol season one on uh, Blu-ray DVD. So cool. keep an eye out on the Facebook for that. Um, so let's rate the villain, okay. uh, which is Mr. Nobody. We'll give him, as we did the season, a season, a uh, one through 10, uh, one through three being sidekick, four through seven being hero, and eight through 10 being legend. Where do you fall off with Mr. Nobody? New God. <laughs> he's, also, <laughs> he's also getting an 11. Uh, he is one of my favorite villains I have ever seen in anything. Um, you know, a, uh, my wife and I, when we watched the show, and she's normally like, ah, I'll, I'll catch up on some stuff later down the road. She watched the first episode, and she's like, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. And she fell in love with it. And she was saying, you know, for so many people, Alan Tudyk, they always think of him as Wash from Firefly. You know, it's it's. And she said this is the first time she was able to think of Alan Tudyk as anybody but Wash. And she, it's kind of like, you know, people talking about David Tennant, and they see him as the Purple Man and all these things from Jessica Jones. And when you have these people get a chance to portray somebody that's so different and so just wonderful and memorable, it, it's, it was fantastic. And I think he really just gave this amazingly twisted performance that was so much fun. And it was just like putting him in a, a room with toys and just let him go. And it was, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. And that's what it felt like it happened. Like, you know, it was that beautiful break of the fourth wall, when, whether it was he was on screen or if it was narration or whatever. Because every moment that they used him, they utilized him in the best way humanly possible. But he was so much fun. He was a he was not he was a Z-list villain at best. <laughs> so um, and he was at the bottom of the barrel and they made him so somewhat so just wonderful and interesting. 
and I loved him. I loved every second of, of time we got to spend with him. I, I'm, and I absolutely agree with you. I, I'm I'm gonna again eleven uh, for this as well. It's it's one of those series. You mentioned it perfectly when you talked about the breaking of the fourth wall. Uh, you know, every time he did that, that was some of the the most brilliant moments of the series. I mean, going into even I think it was either in penultimate or the finale when he's literally giving a narration of the entire season, what has happened, and he's doing it in front of a poster for the show. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's got a blanket of Doom Patrol draped over him, wearing a Doom Patrol, a Patrol t-shirt and a hat, yeah. and sitting in a lounger, drinking from a cup, all with the branding of the show <laughs> everywhere. And yeah. It's, it's so great. It was so, so great. It and, was, you know, it, it goes right along with, you know, uh, from Spaceballs, with Mel Brooks, like, pitching the merchandise for the movie in the middle of the movie. Like, that's, that's the brilliance of the humor for it. And it's, that alone was enough for me to love this character as much as I did. But I mean, when when you mentioned before, like this is the most like a comic and the funny thing is, you know, most of the scenes we see him in is in this white space and it's the white space between panels of a comic book is where he's speaking to us from. So it's, it's that little twist of that humor is there from the start that we don't realize until the end. He's speaking to us from a comic book the entire time, which is just awesome. So, so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's go into our uh, our favorites and least favorites of the season. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's start off with, where do we want to start? We want to go with, we'll save episodes for last. Do we, do we want to knock out characters or moments first? Uh, let's, let's do moments first. Okay. Um, we'll do least favorite and only because we'll get that out of the way because, again, I feel like it's going to be nitpicking anything that we do for least favorite. Because, uh, I mean, for me, in all honesty, least favorite moment when the show ended. Yeah. That's, uh, okay. that's, that's the best I can do because I'm, I'm literally looking over everything of this series and uh, thinking it back over it over my head. And I really can't think of much of anything that would cause me to not to, for there to be a scene that I just didn't like. Sure. No, I get that. Um, I actually do have one. Um, okay. So I honestly think episode in episode 10, which was Hair Patrol, um, my least favorite was actually when we're going through Niall's backstory. Um, I, it was really interesting and kind of it was a it was fun to watch at the same time. But it was it felt out of place. It, it just it was the only time it ever felt something felt out of place was when we're spending time with him inside the cave um, and he's with uh, Slava, uh, which is uh, the, you know, the girl that he ends up falling in love with and having, having a child with. And it just, that, that episode kind of dragged. It, it really dragged, but I think that was a big part of it that did just drag. I think we, we got plenty of other interesting things in that episode, like, you know, along the ride. But uh, when we got to those areas, you know, that story was, was, I think, a, a part of this series that I, I wish they would have tightened up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, no, I, I can see that. I can yeah. see that as well. I mean, hopefully we get more of Niles. I'm sure we're going to get more of Niles oh, going into, yeah. uh, especially with the way the season ended. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're absolutely going to get more of Niles next season. So hopefully they can clean up that backstory a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So that takes us into favorite moments uh, of the season. And I think I might've mentioned yours already. Uh, 
Well, <laughs> unless oh. you have another one, because I have two. And that was, uh, you know, we talked about Negative Man doing karaoke in episode eight uh, with Danny the Street. And that that is definitely in my top two. But I do have another. <sighs> Man, there's so many good ones. Uh, I, 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 I can, I can I gotta, mention mine. I, I got to I gotta say, for me, it was probably the Flex Mentallo trying to. Damn it. That was my other space. one. <laughs> That was my other one. When they tried to go in the one time and, and uh, you know, you have everyone, everyone inside Danny in the Streets kind of town all orgasming at the same time, which was a bad, that sequence was like about a good two minutes long, but it was yes. hysterical. Every was, single moment of that was just so funny. And I was just in stitches the entire time. It, it was one of those moments that as I was watching it, you know, when it started off in like the first 30 seconds, I'm like. Oh, okay. is this actually going to happen? Like, is this really where they're going with this? And then as it progressed on and on, as you said, like you, like you said, it was like a good two minute sequence. It got to the point where I was howling out loud uh, as, as funny as that scene was, you know, because one it's hysterical. And two, I, I have my hand over my mouth, like, holy shit. They're really doing this. Yeah. And then to take it to another level, you have Cliff who can't orgasm faking <laughs> orgasm because everybody else is orgasming. So, you know, you've already reached a pinnacle level with what is happening in this scene. And by the way, fantastic acting from everybody in that scene for doing that because i would love to see outtakes oh my of God. that scene it, it was it was too good it was absolutely just just way too funny uh i, uh, I you know yeah you you mentioned you have so what was your runner-up no the runner-up that was that oh, was it no, that it was, was it was okay. It was Negative Man singing karaoke, which we mentioned gotcha, was just gotcha. a brilliant scene. Oh my Not God. necessarily funny, but just so full of so much emotion. Mm -hmm. And then we had Flex Mentallo entering the white space or opening the panel. And, he, and the, just at the end of it, when everybody climaxes, him just being like, I flexed the wrong muscle. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, that's just brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, uh, I got to give one, one other one, too, is, is the very end of Therapy Patrol. When we see the little rat climb out of Cliff's head, <laughs> and then we get then we get the backstory, and we find out that this little rat, who we see his mother die in a previous episode, that Mister Nobody convinces this little rat by the name of Admiral, Admiral Whiskers to hunt down and kill Robot Man for a revenge plot, and again, purely one of the funniest things I have ever seen in anything ever <laughs> it's so just, um it's oh my god it's so <laughs> oh it was so wonderful so brilliant so wonderful yes absolutely uh that takes us in the characters for the season uh let's start off with our least favorite character of the season and i, I think I'm you gonna, and i sh i think you and i share this one so i'm gonna let you kick this one off okay yeah uh and it's not to say that this was a bad character it was just i'm only giving this character the this moniker of least favorite because it was a character I was not familiar with. And it was just a really weird, really weird character. And that is Ernest Franklin, AKA beard hunter. Uh, he's just like, uh, it, he was cringeworthy at moments. Like oh, yeah. when he's I, I mean, digging and, into the sink. Oh yeah. 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 It and was eating hair. Like it's just, I, I get mean, it. Props, uh, props I, to them to, for, 
pulling such an obscure character. That's like having Kite Man as the big bad of the, like a season two of Titans, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, yeah, you're right, though. Like, and, and they knew it was cringy. They knew it was weird and twisted. And what the hell were they thinking? But they did it anyway. And but you're right. I would say it was probably my least favorite thing, too. Yeah. So, so least favorite character. And that's yeah. again, that's nitpicking. Like, I still enjoyed the character because of its weirdness and quirkiness, but it was just because it was a cringeworthy character. It's just it's going to fall into that category for me. Yeah, no, so. I agree. I'm right there. Favorite character of the season. I, I think you and I share one. So I'm going to let you lead it off, because if you take mine, I do have a I do have a runner up. Uh, so definitely for me, it's Danny the Street. I yeah. I. It, it, it was such an amazing I'm like when you, there's a character like that that exists in the comic world like how do you make that translate and holy crap like it was I loved everything about this character like this was you have a Livy a, a street that is con- like discussing people by doing things like blowing a newspaper across their face or you know lighting up a marquee of a movie theater or changing the lettering on the the you know a window of a, a, a storefront and just everything that you got from this, it's something that should never work. And it worked incredibly well. And it was this this really heartwarming character that never really utters, a, it never utters a word, but it's just trying to help find the best in everyone and helping them accept themselves. And that's what the show is about. And it was just, there was humor involved in it, but there was probably the most heart we saw in the show came out of a character that never utters a single line. And yeah. honestly, like from the very beginning where we're enter- like we, we like work with, uh, you know, all of these different people, it was just it, the way that they interacted with Danny was just stunning. I absolutely loved every every ounce of it. And that was the moment for me where I'm like, this show is something special. This is absolutely, absolutely something special. Like we see um I think it's uh, it was the agent Morris Wilson when he first goes into Danny the Street, and then later we you know find like uh, that that person becomes a drag queen and is the person that's kind of becomes the voice for Danny. It was it was something just really stunning to watch. It was the perpetual cabaret, you know, um, and yeah. everything we saw with that was just amazing. I loved it so incredibly much. And I agree with you completely. I mean, this was a character that I know, you know, we were following the series and, you know, we were looking ahead at different episodes. And then we found out at one point, you know, somebody told us, and I don't even remember where we heard it from. It might have been an article, might have been a friend. Uh, you know, somebody said, hey, you know, one of these episodes, they're bringing in Danny the Street. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, no, how do you do that? Like, how do you bring in Danny the street? Because it's literally a street. Right. Like, you know, how do you bring in this character and emote it in such a way that it gets across what it should be or what it would read in like the the pixels of a comic book? And then when we saw the episode, I'd like you, I was the same way. I'm like, this is amazing how they're portraying this character. This is a character I didn't think we'd ever. I mean, we've seen, we've said that before, like we, the, about characters we didn't think we'd ever see portrayed. But legitimately, this is a character like, how do you portray a street as a character? And from everything from the LED banners to store windows and everything, like you mentioned, being the voice of this character and people interacting with it as if it's an actual normal thing. Yeah is just it's utter brilliance of this series right 
And it's, honestly, it one of the things I have to say, though, too, is that does not change the fact that it's really hard to pick a favorite character for the show. I can tell you if you give me another three minutes, why every one of the major players in this show is the best character. But I'm well, not going to do that because I think honestly, like I think Danny actually encapsulates the best of what all of them are. So, well, I'm, I'm going to go one further um, and I'm, I'm going to mention my favorite character of the series. And this is a character I didn't from the beginning when I met all these characters, you know, when I met Cliff, when I met Larry, when I met Elastigirl and, and Crazy Jane and and uh, Negative Man and Cyborg. And like when we met the core group of these characters in episode one, I instinctively thought that Robot Man, uh, Cliff Steele, Brendan Fraser would be my favorite. By the end of this series, I love Cliff, not my favorite of the group. Mm -hmm. Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane was phenomenal. Yeah. This uh, series. Oh, oh yeah. No, she was she was one of my absolute favorites for me. Actually, mine from the group ended up being Rita, who was she was my least favorite in the beginning and one of my absolute favorite by the end. Um, you know, it was, and even when Cyborg came in, a lot of people were kind of like, why, why do we need to have Cyborg a part of this? Man, he was exceptional in this. Joven Wade was amazing in this. Um, I mean, again, you can, like, based on mood, my favorite character will change constantly, but uh, Diane Guerrero just did so much heavy lifting this season. And I, I think she gave stellar performance after stellar performance after stellar performance. Um, you know, Matt Bomer, too, and, and the way that they did everything. I mean, the story between him and John, there's that wonderful, beautiful scene when they're in the back of the truck uh, talking and they're going through all these points. And it's before, you know, he finally visits him in, in you know, an aged version of John uh, kind of on his deathbed. And they finally reconcile with all these little things that happen. But, you know, all these characters have these just great exceptional moments that just prove why they're all those actors deserved to be in that show and why they are always going to be the best representations I think of these characters I don't think anybody can ever top these versions that we're seeing on on this and not to mention how beautiful and comic accurate they look at points at all these little things that they do um, are just like I said they're they're the best versions of these things that I think will ever exist yeah, no, I agree with you. 100%. I agree with you. Um, I guess that just leaves us with our favorite and least favorite episodes yeah. of of the series. And again, I'm struggling for a least favorite. Yeah, I, I, I really I, I, am. I've got I've got the one that's connected to my least favorite thing. And that was uh, brings up, you know, uh, the beard hunter as well, which is hair patrol, which is episode 10. And it's only because I have to kind of nitpick and pun fully intended split hairs uh you know <laughs> um but yeah it, it's just it, it was it was still a good uh, good episode but it was the only time i ever felt like the show kind of pumped its brakes a little bit and that was it that's the only reason why i would say that but i still think in the grand scheme of things there really isn't a bad episode of the bunch no, I mean, and that even I'm just going to share that one with you because I really don't I don't have anything else that I could give for a least favorite episode. I loved every single episode of this series that I watched, um, you know, which brings us to our favorite episode. And I'm even struggling picking just one, uh, you know, because I can 
I can mention, you know, a couple runners up in, you know, Cult Patrol and Paw Patrol in which we saw, uh, you know, Mark Shepard play Willoughby Kipling, uh, you know, Therapy Patrol. Um, no, not Therapy Patrol. Um, what's the episode with um, uh, Danny Patrol with yeah. when we get Danny the street uh, and we get that whole amazing sequence with Matt Bomer, you know, singing the karaoke. I, I, it's tough for me to pick even just one favorite episode. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I I can say the moment that I was just absolutely in, which was, and I I can state right along with you. You mentioned like all of these ones, and you know, do you have a specific for you that is your number one? Oh God, um, I don't. Fair. I can't. Uh, I, I'm going to basically just leave it at this. Is I'm going to say, I'm going to give it to Donkey Patrol, episode two. Because, I was thinking about that, too. Because that's, that's basically the first episode. Like, okay, this is going to go into some weird places. Absolutely. This is kind of bizarre and such. But when we hit episode two, I'm like, nope, the show is going there. The show is, is you know, <laughs> they, they cut the brakes. The, the brick wall is ahead of them, and they're either going to all die in a second or they're going to smash through and they're going to live on for another adventure. And man, do they smash on through and live on for many, many crazier adventures after that. Because when you have an entire episode that takes place inside the interdimensional asshole of a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can only be like, yep, they're willing to do whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. And then where is this show going to go? And it's and then it's just kind of like I believe anything is possible now. <laughs> I truly, truly believe anything is is possible. Um, you know, it's it's literally that one moment where, as you're watching as a viewer, not knowing what this show is going to bring, that you you literally throw your hands in the air and be like, "All right, I'm in for the ride." Like I'm not. I don't know what to expect, but I'm 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 on board. Like I'm I'm literally. It's that moment. It's. The first two episodes, I, I'm going to use like a weird analogy. The first two episodes are when the coaster are going up the top to the top of the first drop. Mm -hmm. And the end of episode two is as you're going over that top drop and you throw your hands in the air to enjoy the rest of the ride. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. You're right. It's totally true. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's wow. <laughs> the show's just insane. Um, yeah. And uh, again, definitely, definitely just it, man, just watch it if you haven't. I mean, there's some great, beautiful, like classic callbacks to classic DC in here too. Especially in episode six, Doom Patrol Patrol was awesome. You get to see like the brain in the background of a shot. All these things, and it was creepy and and haunting. Uh, I mean, this show was not afraid to change your perspectives on so much, and it was it felt like a horror at certain times. It felt uh, you know it it was a beautiful drama. It was a comedy. It was. There was body horror and everything you could want. And then there was action. I mean, there was it managed all those things. And the only thing I can ever say that feels as close to those things and you throw them together is the Princess Bride. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Christ, it's it's it takes every element of what makes good storytelling and finds the best parts of it and says, here you go. This is from a brilliant, insane mind that said, we're going to give you something different. Everybody wants something else. And they even kind of say in the, in the start of the show when we're getting the first kind of overpiece by Mr. Nobody, that was like, oh, great, another superhero show. And that's exactly what everybody feels at the beginning of a show like this. You're like, it's just another one of those. But they subverted expectations very, very fast. 
And they were like, nope, this is completely different than anything we've ever seen before. Yeah, no, agreed 100% in everything. Uh, you know, again, it's we, we mentioned, you know, the possibility, not the possibility. We know we're getting a season two. And this show has been so amazing to the point where even if we are not doing a full on weekly podcast by the time season two wraps you know we're going to continue with the facebook page we're going to continue keeping up with that i know if we if we're not doing a regular podcast any longer we did talk about the possibility of coming back and doing some you know san diego comic-con chat and things like that um if season two is anywhere close or half of what season one is which i have a feeling will be even better than season one uh we'll come back Mm -hmm. to talk about it and geek out about it you know, there's no question in my mind that we will. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really don't know what else we can say about this series. Watch um, the show. Please watch. The yeah, show. It's, it's if, if you haven't um, if you haven't watched the show, please do. Uh, as we were talking, I looked through my emails and I confirmed we are getting sent a copy of Doom Patrol season one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just going to say in advance. Thank you, Warner Brothers, for that, um, as well as thanking thanking them for sending us uh, the Arrow season seven and the Flash season five. Um, so we're going to we're going to put our heads together c- to come up with a way to give away all three of these things, whether it be, you know, as we've done in the past, raising money for Extra Life Charity, which we're doing again this November, uh, or just ways to get like something simple just by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Like we'll we'll figure something out. We'll put our heads together over the next week or two. Um, uh, and I'm going to say by next episode, so two weeks by the next podcast We'll we'll have some kind of way. Yeah, to give we'll have away. a plan. We'll figure something out. We'll have a plan. So so, yeah. So I think that wraps it up for the Toon Patrol annual season one until season two, which I cannot wait for. Uh, but that leaves us with a couple weeks worth of news. So let's knock that out. Yeah. Um. We this is a boiled down version of the news because there's so much out there. But uh, you know, really, we'll get to the heavier stuff right off the bat. Uh. So just happened. I believe it was on Thursday. Uh, Krypton was officially canceled. It was, I think, a day or two after the series series season two wrapped up. Uh, I know a lot of people were very surprised about that. But, uh, you know, like I said, sometimes these shows just don't find the audience that they need to stay afoot. I, you know, I have heard nothing but great things out of season one and two. It's one of those things I will definitely probably get back around to at a certain point in time. But I think you said it best. And I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave you to it. <laughs> There, yeah, the fans are a little upset that, you know, sci-fi canceled the show, as which happens with any series, uh, you know, but, you know, one of the there's a petition out there for them to revive Krypton mainly to give the show an ending because they're disappointed that it didn't get one. And to all the fans out there who are disappointed Krypton did not get an ending, uh, you have one. It's called Superman and with Christopher <laughs> Reeves from 1978. So if you were wondering how Krypton was going to wrap up, if they got the full chance to do everything that they wanted to do, you've already seen it. (laughs) (laughs) That is my piece of advice to you is if you want an ending to Krypton, go watch Superman. Yep. Uh, But I'm going to get I'm going to get notes. It's okay. It's fine. (laughs) It happens. Uh, But really, the main reason it was canceled is, again, uh, its number of viewership was really well below the average. I think they were saying it was only around like 400,000, and they were significantly below what was expected of like 1.8 million the show was drawing during its first season. So it had a significant, significant drop off. So I understand. What do you get? What do you? What do you expect from a network that brings you Sharknado and Zam- and Zombie tor- Zombie Tsunami or, or whatever the hell zombie, the line is? Zombie Tidal Wave, yeah. That's, yeah. You know, come on. 
yeah. I, I mean, like I said, you know, I understand there's a reason for certain things, but I mean, sci-fi has done some weird things recently, and it, and it's been going on for a long time with them on the way that there's beloved shows that are canceled, and unfortunately, that happens regardless of where you're at, what network you're on, all those things. But again. You never know. There's always companies out there like Hulu and Netflix and all these other places that these shows can can continue to live on potentially. So, you know, it's it's not to say that this is going to get picked back up by somebody, but hey. There's always a possibility for certain yeah. certain shows. So I mean, we've seen a number of times series go to Amazon or Hulu or you know or Netflix or even so. Hey, if if Krypton gets picked up, I'm more than happy for the fans that that happens. And you know, as I, I mentioned, you know, I jokingly mentioned, you know, what do you expect from a network that brings you Sharknado and everything? Like, look, these are goofy movies. They know they're goofy movies, but you know, it's two dynamically different kinds of storytelling. So. People tune into sci-fi for poop movies like Sharknado, which are fun in their own way. Krypton tried to tell an, uh, a story. So, I mean, who knows? I think Pennyworth is on Epix. So maybe Epix could pick it up and bring it in, you know, and lump it in with them. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, anything is possible. Uh, yep. But in addition to that, though, sci-fi has also passed officially on the Lobo series that was going to be a spinoff from Krypton. Uh, so it sounds like there is discussions that it is now being shopped around to other networks as well. So that may not be fully dead as well, but who knows? I mean, it could end up going on to HBO Max, all these things. So, um, you know, I think that story is not that that book is not closed on both of those shows quite yet. So just keep uh, keep your eyes peeled on our uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC primetime. We'll uh, post if anything new comes out of those. Uh, but also moving into the film side of the uh, things, uh, James Gunn has officially given us a, a bit of a tease. We know officially now that Harley Quinn is indeed part of his team. I know there was a lot of back and forth for some time. Is she in? Is she not? Uh, he did post up a little thing in their break room uh, where they're working on the film and actually did have something there about Harley. So, uh, But we also know officially he said Batman will not be making an appearance in the Suicide Squad. So if you expect that similar to the fashion we saw in the David Ayer film, uh, that is not the case here. So, um, One of the other things too, unfortunately, I know I couldn't find the story offhand, but we do know that Birds of Prey is also getting some reshots in its action sequences. But it sounds yes. like it is the stunt choreographer for John Wick is the one coming back in. It's, it's, it's the director of John Wick. Oh, okay. Very cool. That's so. what that was. The, I think that was the article that I read. Okay. Was that it's actually the director of John Wick is coming in to do those action sequences. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, like I said, so we know they're, they're pumping up because we did hear that there were some things that Warner Brothers was not happy with. My guess is probably it was just the action sequences versus the actual other pieces of the story so but again they're uh they're they're beefing up those areas of the film so looking forward to seeing what what they make of that yeah um, i just i just found the story uh john wick director chad seleski is ah. coming in to uh to do those uh those action sequences for the movie that gets me excited because the john wick movies are amazing <laughs> cool very awesome <laughs> man all right, so jumping into a little bit of TV stuff, uh, we've got just a little bit of news stories here. So Legends of Tomorrow, we know a little bit more. Uh, we know officially Ava is going to be living on the Wave Rider in Season 5. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the new dynamic, and it makes us wonder if we're going to be seeing less of the Time Bureau, uh, which is a, could be a very, very large possibility. And It would be fun to see a really tight, uh, tight space quarters for a lot of people in the Wave Rider if we have a couple additional people in there too, like Gary and such. So it's a big wait and see. Um, I wonder if that, I wonder if that means that we're going to see Gary and Ava play a part in Crisis. 
this I, year. It's who knows. Anything is possible. <laughs> so because I want to see Gary interacting with everybody else. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be great. I would love it. Uh, jumping into a little bit of Arrow news here, we do know uh, some other additional pieces. Uh, it's been confirmed that John Berman will indeed be returning to reprise his role as Malcolm Merlin in the final season. Uh, but in addition to that, though, too, we also found out that Katana is going to be coming back as well. So a character we have not seen since, I believe, season three of the show. Uh, so we'll be seeing them kind of back into the mix as well. But we did find out officially now, too, that Stephen Amell has to sign a new contract for a new show. I think it's called Heels. Is that correct? Heels. Yep. Heels. So it is a uh, something about it's a it's a show on wrestling, correct? Yep. Yeah. He is actually playing. Um, uh, it's an eight episode series mm-hmm. on Stars in which he is going to be playing a heel of an independent wrestling uh, circuit. Very cool. So f- very fitting for him too, considering the the wrestling stuff he's done with, um, uh, you know, with WWE and AEW and such. So, uh, and it was very cool how the announcement was actually made too, in that Steven made it on Twitter by tagging Cody Rhodes, who he's worked with, with WWE in saying, Hey, at Cody Rhodes, want to come shoot a TV show with me? <laughs> yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so that kind of wraps everything up for us. Um, I know there's probably a couple little small pieces in there that we may be missing. It's sometimes, unfortunately, it's a little tricky to, to find everything when it's over the two-week break. But like I said, we'll make sure for next week uh, to uh, – or the next episode, we'll uh, have a, a good tab on things. But, you know, I know there's a lot of rumors floating around out there that we have not addressed. Um, there was things like talking about Tom Willing I know that people were talking about. But we did discuss that in the past until it's confirmed we're, we're going to hold on stating anything more on that quite yet. Yeah, I mean, we, we posted the article on on, fa- on the Facebook page and, you know, we made it known as we always do. This is purely rumor, speculation. Um, but we did it purely because I know I'm excited if it happens and we wanted to see how the excitement was with everybody else. So until it's confirmed, as you mentioned, we won't bringing up we won't bring it up on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll uh, we'll we'll be back with that pretty damn soon, though. So. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it for me, man. Um, yeah, I, we got to talk about what we're going to do next episode because I don't even think we know, do we? Nope. We'll or, or, is, or is Titans going to debut? No, I don't think Not Titans yet. debuts yet by the time we do our next episode. So we'll figure it out. Um, and, and we'll let you know by the, when, once we figure it out. So keep, again, uh, keep your eye on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC primetime. But let's, let's give a couple recommendations and then we'll do our cheap plugs and we'll, uh, we'll vamanos. Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll get out. So anything on your end that you want to recommend to people? Um, you know, for those of you who haven't had the opportunity yet, uh, highly recommend. I can't remember if I talked about this last episode, but The Boys uh, on Amazon was a, an incredibly weird, twisted, fun story. So highly recommend checking that out if you have the opportunity to do so. Uh, that's, again, on Amazon Prime. Uh, but in addition to that, though, too, because we're talking, we talked to Patrol this one. Uh, do yourself a favor. Go pick up some of the old 1980s Grant Morrison uh, Doom Patrol run, which is what was the big inspiration for this season. Um, man, and you'll see how much really got pulled from the pages of those comics. It's just really just exceptional, fun, and wonderful. So, Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Um, I, I'm going to do that too because I want to familiar familiarize myself with some of these other characters that we might get introduced to in season two. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, I liked being surprised by what we got in season one. So I, I, I still, it's kind of a double edged sword. I want to read them because they're great 
comics, but I kind of want to be surprised the same way. But I'm sure the show will still surprise us in the way that they bring these characters to us. So you can do both and still be surprised. Absolutely. Um, as for me, recommendations for this week, um, a friend of mine, this is going to sound, this is totally unrelated to anything comic related, uh, but a friend of mine has been trying to get me to watch a show for the longest time. It's a sitcom. I finally started watching it. I didn't think it would be anything I would like. And now that I've started watching it, I am absolutely loving it and hysterical over it. I started watching, uh, the Fox series, new girl. And again, didn't think it would be anything I would like. And then I'm finding out as I'm posting about it on Facebook that a lot of people I know love this series, including our friend Brian Glein from DCR. Uh, you know, he's been saying, which happy belated birthday to oh, Brian. Yeah, too. That just happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just happened the other day. But even Brian's like, yes, he's like, you know, you'll love Winston. You know, check out these other series as well because they're very close to it. So, you know, Brian loves New Girl. I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, but on top of that, I kind of want to I want to ring Warner Brothers bell a little bit more. Uh, one of the other things that they sent us uh, for review is a movie called the Banana Splits movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is a horror a, they turned a 70s or 60s or 70s television kids show into a horror movie uh i sent the copy over to our buddy paul uh paul williams from the what lurks beneath podcast zero podcast because it's it's him like it's it's fitting for him and he absolutely adored the movie so uh he's going to be recording about it this upcoming episode of what lurks behind podcast zero so uh, I highly recommend going over to his podcast and checking out the episode on it. You can go to uh, uh, the nextlevelnetwork.com slash podcast dash zero, and that'll take you to his webpage for all his episodes. But go over, check that out, listen to the review on the Banana Splits movie, and uh, thank you again to Warner Brothers for sending us a copy of that to review, which is cool. But all right. cheap plugs. Yeah. And we, we can get out of here. As always, you can find this podcast as well as all other podcasts, thenextlevelnetwork.com, facebook.com slash thenextlevelnetwork, and the Facebook page for this podcast, as we've mentioned before, facebook.com slash DC Primetime. Uh, as for me, you can always find me at thenextlevelnetwork.com through the Caffeine Crew cast of pods. Uh, you can hear our most recent episode, which is about two weeks old now. It uh, was on theme parks, which was ton and tons and tons of fun. So, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so make sure to get a chance to check that out. And just a good reminder, uh, Ben and I's new show will be launching in just a couple weeks. Still Yay. Afraid of the Dark. So very, very, very excited to kick that show off. Uh, but yeah, um, just uh, keep your eyes on uh, the Next Level Facebook page and on DC Primetime, and you'll find out more about that as soon as that launches and it's ready for your listening enjoyment. So, Yeah, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that because it's going to be you and I with friends talking about family-safe uh, or family-friendly horror mm -hmm. uh, and drinking. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Two things that go together great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because there's going to be a video element to the podcast yes, as well. Yes, yes. Which is going to be fun. Uh, so, uh, that being said, thank you as always for being a part of the DC Primetime family. Thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting, all that you guys do. But until next time, we will see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. Peace.